past Wednesday that goes along with it. I mean, you know, without the body, you're, we're just floating around. <laughs> um, and mind, will, and emotions, our spirit and our body, they all need to work together. This is the main maintenance area that we're going to have to do. So we have to do something with each one of those, our mind, our spirit, our mind, and our body. We need to do something. So we're going to look at the main, how to maintain that this morning. So if you'll turn with me to 1 Thessalonians, that T section of your Bible in the New Testament. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And let's look at verse 23. That's 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. From the King James. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God your whole spirit, soul, and body. There's all three of them. To be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, the word sanctify. And the very God of peace sanctify. Uh, a good definition here is to set apart. Sanctify, to set apart. So we can say, the very God of peace sets you apart. He's calling on you. You're set apart. God's desire is to set our entire being apart unto him. Because he said spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Okay. The second part of the verse says, it continues, I pray that God, I pray God for your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Wow. Glory to God. Uh, some commentaries uh, of this uh, verse, or this part of it, the word, uh, let me see here, preserved can also be uh, used maintained. So God is saying, not only you preserve, but you need to maintain what is we need to do with our body. Spirit and mind, okay? So I pray your whole spirit, soul, and body be maintained together. And here's that maintenance. We're going to see what we need to do. There's going to be, have to be a, a perfect balance in all three of these. Otherwise, things going to go, you know, if you don't have something. We've all, I think we've all ridden bicycles, you know. And if you don't, you're not... And the three things that you would, it's you, the bike, and the tires. And if you're not too good, you, you know, if you get a flat tire, if, how many of you ever had a flat tire on a bike? All of a sudden you're going, I mean, you're not maintaining any longer. So you know, God is saying we need to have all three, our spirit, soul, and body, just in perfect balance. Are we there yet? Okay, we're not quite, it says. I think. What, what uh, exactly is Paul instructing us? He is saying that our whole spirit, soul, and body should, be, should obey the instructions of the word. Uh-oh, here we go. 
that's putting it all together. He's saying to have a balance, we need to put everything that he's telling us in the word to function correctly. Um, to see and experience the maximum of our faith life, uh, we need to have this balance. Um, we need to keep these three unified or maintained at all times. Um, when you drive your car, you, you know, you, you've got your oil and your gas. And what's the third thing we want to put in there? Maintain your car. Uh, we'll say your air and your tires, okay? Tires aren't, are, are go, no air in the tires, you're not going to go. There's no oil in your car, you're not going to, you'll burn it up. Same with the, with the water, it keeps it cool. So all those three things need to be there. If they're not balanced, your, your, your car's not performing right. Okay, or the spark, maybe you want to use the spark electricity, we'd be better. You know, if it's not working, something's going to go wrong. So how are we doing this morning? Are we tilting this way? Or are we tilting that, or are we just balanced out? How are we going to find out this morning, I think? Remember, every time that Jesus spoke to demons, they trembled. The wind and waters obeyed him. The sick and disease were healed. When the words came out of Jesus' mouth, they were packed with full power of the life of God in it. Okay, because he, he was operating that way. The enemy had no alternative but to follow through on what Jesus said. Uh, the results is a sanctified or maintained faith. Or a faith life. Jesus had that faith life. We need to have the same faith life. We need to operate that way. So what kind of maintenance do we do? First, glory to God, hallelujah, we've got to avail ourselves to reading the word and studying the word. The Spirit of God is at work when we read the Bible. Right. Glory to God. Amen. We need to feed that inner man, your spirit. Amen. But we're also doing something with our soul. Because it's transmitting that word. Amen. Holy Spirit is taking the word and changing our thinking. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. These are all familiar verses. In Romans chapter 12. Verse 2 it says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our minds need to be cleared out of all the junk and debris and garbage that uh, we have uh, allowed ourselves to be uh, uh, subject to in our lives. So it says the word will clear that out. Okay. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. You know, when you're reading the word, sometimes you say, I didn't get anything out of it. Anybody there <laughs> other than me? I didn't get anything out of it. <laughs> Uh, it's not, it doesn't, the word is still moving in you, you know, 
something is happening. Something's still happening. Because the Spirit's got it, and, and, the, and, and the mind says, I didn't get anything on that. But, you know, later on when you're, you might be reading it a few days later or, or a week later, and you read the same thing, and all of a sudden, pow! Oh, that's what that means. See, something happened when you first read it. But, you know, so, so don't say, I didn't get anything out of it. We need to say, okay, I did get something out of it. It just hasn't manifested yet in my heart. Or my mind, I should say. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we also, that's, that's our spirit's getting something with it. Our mind's getting changed. But what about, what's the third thing that we were looking at? He said, spirit, soul, and body. Romans chapter 12 again. Let's go to the verse. first verse. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Uh, let's read that from uh, the Amplified. I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent, I hope we've got that, service and spiritual worship. Okay? It's time that we quit avoiding this factor, the body. I mean, we, we like the mind and our spirit to grow, but you know, our body has a lot of control over us. Um, this equation, the body, is highly important because it brings the completeness in our lives. Because it has a lot of control. I mean, when I go by the donut shop, <laughs> the, you know, I'm saying there's certain things that, wow, my body wants that. And I'm finding out that a lot of things that my body wants is not good for my body. You know, um, you know recently I've, I've, I've eaten some foods that I'm not supposed to eat. You know, because I found out that I've got uh, my, my system... Does not get there's a acid in my in in everybody's system that my system doesn't clear out right away. It, it, and it causes for those that uh, you've seen me walk with a cane once in a while, and my my foot's about yay big. It's got what you call gout, and it's because I've eaten the wrong food. So now I found out even though there's things I love, oh I love some stuff, but if I eat it or eat too much of it. My foot flares up. So there's certain, like I said, we gotta, I got to bring my body un, under control. But even, even though I know I have that problem, nobody's looking. <laughs> nobody's looking, but all of a sudden it's, ah! You know, there's certain things, my body's telling me, I like it, but then it tells me, you, you can't have it. So, I don't have that perfect balance there. 
I've got to get my body under control. And there's a lot of things that some of you guys are laughing and smiling, like you've got your body under control. I bet if I, if I could just probe someplace right and put a well, truth detector on you and ask you, you, you just find, I can find out you've got some body things that you don't want to let it go either. Okay? So, but, you know, we all have to live with it. We have to learn how to balance things out. I was told I can have something once in a great while. You know, I used to love, I love eating. I would get a big juicy steak, you know, one of those 12 ounces, 16 ounces steaks, you know, smothered gravy and mushrooms and, you know, onions and oh, just perfect. I'm told I can't have that. If you're going to have it, you're going to have a two-inch pour, a two-ounce portion. That's not even, that's not even a bite. <laughs> a two-ounce portion, maybe once a month. So now I'm having a green platter. <laughs> I'm learning how to eat vegetables, 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 <laughs> and more vegetables. I can't, and with, with the symptoms I got, I'm trying to get this thing under control where I can ha have some Different food. I can't have any more cookies. The donut holes are gone. It could be good. He told me, a doc told me I had to lose 20 pounds. So if I lose the weight, I could maybe. So if I go, starting to go. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to get my protein at. <laughs> but, uh, uh, so now you know what I, you could pray for me. It says, <laughs> confess your faults that those would, that here pray. So you know what you got to pray for. Amen. That uh, I think it's the uh, I think a kidney or, or something else that takes care of this acid buildup. So that my kidney will work properly, that I can enjoy eating, not to the extent that was, but at least enjoy foods. You know, the wife's always asking for cookies. Cookies and chocolate and ice cream. And says, well, you can have a little. Says, not today. <laughs> Although I did have an ice cream the other day with her. How did I get on that? <laughs> bodies. We're talking about our bodies. Huh? We can't hide behind our flesh and say, I just can't do that. We have to say no to our flesh. Like I, I told you about my problem. You're going to have to adjust it in your own mind what you need to do with yourselves. And don't say nothing's wrong with your flesh either. <laughs> okay. Um, this verse is saying, reasonable service, reasonable service. Uh, 
we have been given the grace, glory to God, and God's favor to do it. But what we need to do. Glory to God. And uh, since, uh, let's go to the book of Philippians chapter 4. You know where I'm going there. So Philippians chapter 4. Verse 13, it says, Jesus says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Boy, some of us have to put that up there and say, okay, uh, let's do it. I'm finding I'm, I, it's difficult in some areas to follow through, but, uh, well, I can't let my body have its own way. Okay. When we do, we do all things through Christ who strength. When we do, we're following Jesus' pattern, okay? Our lifestyle of faith will give substance to God's promises. And then we can go as, let's back up to Romans. Romans chapter uh, 8 this time. Some of these scriptures, uh, some, as, as you go through certain things, some scriptures will have more meaning for you as you are applying, or trying to get your balance between your spirit, soul, and body. Some scriptures all of a sudden will, will see become more, more important to you. So like in Romans 8.37 it says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So I, I'm saying I can do this because I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, if you'll turn back to the Old Testament and find the book of, the book of Daniel. And we want to go to Jan Daniel chapter 11. Da Daniel chapter 11. We want to look at the latter part of verse 32. But we'll read the whole thing. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people who... But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So we can do the things that, that God has told us to do. Once we begin to do, balance things out, we can do things greater. There's exploits. I mean, it, it, it moves out further. Okay. Now, you know, we're going to be out of here real quick. You can run down to, not the donut shop. <laughs> Not McDonald's. I don't know where. <laughs> In and out. I don't know. Maybe you can get one. Of the, even white potatoes, rice. Yeah, it's not green. <laughs> uh, glad you could laugh. <laughs> okay. Oh, did we get there? Uh, did I, okay. Daniel 11.30. Uh, 
2. Latter part, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. We're able to do it. We're able to conquer things. Maintaining a spirit-filled life is God's plan for us. Having this balance. So we need to receive certain directions sometimes from the Lord. So let's go back to the New Testament and find the book of Ephesians. And the fifth chapter this time. That's Ephesians chapter 5. Look at verse 17. It's highly important here. That's Ephesians 5, 17. Wherefore be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is the will of the Lord? That we would have a balanced life. Spirit, soul, and body. Like I said, most of us uh, have uh, not, uh, are avoiding the factor of our body. We want to do what our spirit says. You know, we want to grow our spirits and we want our minds to grow. But when it comes to the body, body things, uh, we want that, that to be our control. And we find out, well, I'm finding out that I can't do that that much. So I have to bring it back. Okay. Each and every. You think this is about me, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Ephesians uh, chapter 5. Did we get there yet? Again, verse 17. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand, but understanding what the will of God, what the will of the Lord is. Okay, verse 18. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Because the Spirit is, is the controlling point in our lives. Our Spirit should control our mind, what we're putting in our mind, and what we're putting in our body. This is the dominating factor, our spirit, okay? God's will is that believers be filled with overflowing power of the spirit. Go back to, uh, back up to Romans chapter 12. I guess we're hitting that kind of hard this morning. In Romans chapter 12, we're not going to look at verses 1 and 2, but we're going to go down all the way down to verse 11. Not slothful in biz, uh, business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Fervent in spirit. Moffat's translation says, maintaining the spirit's glow. Yes, amen. Maintaining the spirit's glow. That means our spirit should be the focal point in our life. Being filled with the spirit and maintain the glow is God's will for us because it's written in the word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Maintain the glow is recognizable. People recognize you when you are maintaining a, a spirit. Your spirit is high. So since we're in, a, well, let's go back to Ephesians. I'm sorry. Ephesians chapter 5 again. In Ephesians chapter 5. We'll begin with verse 18 once more. Being not drunk with wine, therein, but therein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for 
always for all things unto God, for the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, the first characteristic here of the Spirit is speaking your psalms, uh, to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Singing, making melody in our heart. Are you doing that? Do you have a song in your heart? I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I am redeemed. So, come on. We need to have a, a, a song, something coming up that's edifying a song. It says psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So what, what type of uh, music is coming out of you? If you're not having any of the type of music, that means your spirit is not the focal point any longer. It says it's glowing, effervescent. We need to have some music come out of us. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. is The only time that you have melody coming out of your heart is when you're at the church service and they're playing some, you're singing along with the music? Or are you doing this at home, on your own, or in your car? Do you have a, a music in your car? Amen. Or are you just listening to fake news? <laughs> if, you, if you're listening or singing God's word or listening to God's word, it's not fake. You've got proof. You've got stuff that lifts you up. Amen. So, not saying don't listen to the news, but you got to be careful. You know, we got, you get into my cars, I've got some, well, I've got one car that has cassette tapes, and I'm sticking cassette tapes in it, music. And the other car, I've got the CD disc, CD, yeah, CD disc, and I'm popping them in there. And you all, you know, all of you know that I like David Ingalls because he sings the word. So, you know, so you, we need to, you need to get those things going. If you're not playing them, at least once a week in your car, something's wrong with you. Now, if you don't have a, a CD player in your car, I know you can buy those little CD players for your car and plug it in the, the cigarette lighter or whatever it is. Or you can have a little, it's not called boom boxes anymore, but you can put that in, and play some good music. Yeah. Hear God's word. And when you hear God's word, then you can sing about it. How many do that, though? Somebody's saying, hmm. <laughs> go to the next, go, go, go someplace else. Okay. Speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. How many are, are, are ever singing in the spirit when you're alone? Some of, we, some of us need a light, a light of fire under ourselves. Okay. If we are filled with the Spirit and maintaining a glow, we will have a song in our heart because out of the heart, or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh or sings. Glory to God. Uh, let's, well, let's prove that. Let's go to Matthew. It's, these are scriptures we all know of. Uh, have read 
time after time, but look at it and see if we qualify. Matthew chapter 12. Did I write it wrong? I got a bad typist. I have a bad typist on that one. Let's see if I got it right in Luke. Bear with me. Okay, Luke. Luke six forty five. In Luke 6:45 it says, "A good man out of the good, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good, and evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh." So what are we speaking? What do we have our mind set on? If we need to have that glow coming. We need to have, we need to have, have some music and joy coming out. You know, I know we've all been in the car, and I'm not saying a low rider or somebody, they got their windows cranked or got their windows cranked all the way up, and they got these giant boombox. <laughs> You know, see the car shaking like that, and you could. I roll up my windows and I try. To, I put my radio up higher, or, you know, my music higher, because I don't want to hear that trash. A lot of the, a lot of the, the songs that uh, people are hearing now are just plain foul. I mean, it's just real foul. It shows you where they're at. So sometimes what I like to do is when I'm going down the road, I have my windows down, playing my music up and people look at me like what <laughs> you know you know especially you know like, like a oh what's one of the songs oh one of the songs says i i can't, I'm drawing blank almost. But one of the songs that David Ingalls sings, I, I, I jack it up. And people look at me, what? <laughs> I like the one that says paralyze. People look, paralyze. You're paralyzing the devil. That's one of the songs that uh, David Ingalls said, paralyze. And the people look, paralyze. What? <laughs> <laughs> What a, you know, it catches the ear, and then they find out the devil is paralyzed, not us, but the devil's paralyzed. What's this guy doing? You know, thinking. When you get people to start thinking, they're paralyzed because of the devil, not me. I'm, I'm set free. Okay, so out of, the, out of your heart, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. So we need to find out what we're speaking. And. If you close mouth all the time, I know what you got. There's nothing coming out. You're not taking anything in. Okay. 
There will be a song in your heart whether you're at church, at home, or on the job. Wherever you might be, there should be some joy coming out. I am redeemed. Okay. Second, second, a spirit-filled life has a heart that's full of thanksgiving. Let's go back there to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. We have a heart full of singing. Looking at verse 20. Let's go verse verse 19. Speak to yourself. That's Ephesians 5, 19. Speak to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be give, giving thanks to God. Yes. Have you been giving thanks to God? I mean... I know most of you give thanks. Thank you, Lord, for this meal that I'm about to eat. <laughs> there we go, meals again. But we need to thank God, okay. Thank God that, you know, hey, I'm, I'm riding in a car. It's, you know, I'm not walking. The heater works. You know, nowadays, I don't know what it is. The windows roll up and the wind's not blowing in. The, you know, or the air conditioner's working. Yeah. We need to give thanks to God for the, for the little things. You know, these are little things. You walk in the house and you throw the switch, light switch on. Thank God the, the, the lights come on. Right. The bills are paid. Amen. I mean, these are things that we take for granted. We don't even thank God for. Right. And God says, what did God tell the, the, the Israelis when they got in the land of, of Melchizedek, the promised land, not to forget him. But they had all, all, all they got the, the land that was, uh, they didn't even uh, grow the crops. The crops were there. The vineyards were there. The, the fig trees were there. And they gleaned all that good stuff. And pretty soon they forgot about it. They forgot thanking the Lord. They wanted something else. Well, what about us? There are so many good things, I mean, that we, that we take for granted. In the morning, glory to God, I'm breathing. Amen. I've got a job. That, that I am anointed. You say, what? Each and every one of us is anointed. You've got the Holy Spirit. Oh, man. There's something to sing about right there. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is the day that, you, that you're going to lead and guide me. Amen. You know, Amen. It happens sometimes. You take for granted, especially if you're married, you take for granted your mates sometimes. You know, she cooks you a good meal, or she washes your clothes, you know, you gets the kids ready for, you know, whatever. Do we thank them for it? I mean, you know, that's, well, you know, that's part of their job. Oh, we thank them on Mother's Day or Father's Day. 
maybe their birthday or Christmas. It's the only time we thank them. We need to thank our mates. Thank our children. Being a good kid. If we begin to do that, speak positive in people's lives, they will rise to, to new horizons. Amen. Quit listening to the fake news. Amen? So, we need to give thanks to God in all things. Like, again, it's easy to, to run and shout and jump and dance in church. Did I see that this morning? I was sitting in the front, so I couldn't tell. Was anybody running or dancing or jumping or even shouting? I think some of us need to walk back out the door and come back in as a Pentecostal. Because <laughs> I, I remember as a kid, when I first walked into a Pentecostal church, whoa, these people are strange. Because I was used to a mainline church that, that you walked in, you go, shh, you sat down and don't say a word unless the, the song service starts and you could sing along. But when I went to a Pentecostal church, they were singing and hallelujah! Somebody go, yeah, what's going on? <laughs> you know. Right on, brother, preach on. What, these guys are crazy? They were receiving something that was beneficial. And when you're not used to it or you're not doing it, you become like the rest of them. We're bumps on a log, warts on a pickle. You know, no change. We, we, need, to, we, need, to come, we need to come alive. We need to, I mean, if you're not doing it out, out, Side, you need to do it in God's house. Because that's what he expects. Read through the Old Testament. Find out what they did when they came into God's house. They were not quiet. They were willing to sing and dance. And we think of the, uh, of the cripple that came into, into the church. He came in walking and leaping and praising God. You know, each and every one of us were a cripple before God saved us. And when we come into church, we need to be what? Oh, no, Lord, it's another Sunday. It's going to be another boring day. You make it boring because you are boring. We need to come in with some glory. I don't want you to go running and leaping out of here. You need to be running and leaping in. You can run and leap out after you hear good service. Hey, that was great. Because I'm finding out I'm a balanced Christian. Then if you're not a balanced Christian, you need to run out anyway. Say, I'm going to straighten things out. Okay, thirdly, the Spirit, uh, Ephesians chapter 5 again, verse 21. 
Submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of the Lord. In other words, we need to have humility. We need to have humility. Submitting to ourselves in the fear of God. We need to maintain a teachable attitude. Humility. A teachable attitude. Are we teachable? Well, I've heard that before. I don't need to do that. You're not teaching me anything new. Or, I knew that before you even said it. Well, you need to say thank you. Or if you're sitting next to somebody, just give, give them a good elbow. <clears throat> you hear that? That was good. <laughs> God's will. His word. Should grow in our lives. Yes, amen. And we need to be balanced. Okay. Maintaining a spirit-filled life. We'll end with this. We need to be a doer of the word. Be a doer of the word. God's word is his will. Put his word into practice every day. Even in the little things. Giving thanks. Having humility. Being joyful. Two, maintaining a spirit-filled life. Be joyful in the midst of trials. That's what, isn't it what James says? Count all joy. When you run into trials and temptations, count it all joy. Act on God's word. It's true. How many of how many have, I shouldn't ask you that, but I'll ask it anyway. How, last time you had a trial, how many were joyful about it? <laughs> I, I, the trial of your faith works patience. My trial. I have to have joy in it. You can't eat that anymore. That's a, that's a trial for me. That's a test for me. That's a temptation. I can't. I have to have joy. I, I don't have that problem anymore. Thank you, Lord. I don't need, my body doesn't need it. I've got to think of it in that way. Think about it. What's your trial? Have, be joyful about it. Rejoice in faith. Counting it as victory. Your faith has the victory over this thing. You'll have the victory over it. Amen. Glory to God. Number three, stay close in fellowship with God. Be intimate with him in prayer. When the, when the apostles and uh, disciples were in trouble, they prayed. And you can look that up in Acts chapter 4. When they were, they, they were having problems and they prayed and the Lord gave them boldness to speak the word of God. Amen. So you need to pray. We need to pray. We need to have intimacy with God. 
That's maintaining our faith. Glory to God. How about that? I, one minute after, according to my watch. So let's all stand. Anyone, first, anybody need prayer this morning? Okay, let's all stand. Hoping you'll have a great day tomorrow, Memorial Day. You know, for those that, uh, you know, Memorial Day is for, uh, to honor those that have served in our military and that have passed away. And uh, if you know of anybody that, uh, that have passed, you know, passed away in the service, you know, it's uh, a trying time. It's a, it's a hard time. And we need to thank all those, even the veterans out there that uh, are coming home. Uh, some of them have, are having a rough time. We need to lift these individuals up. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that we can maintain our faith, Father God, that we will learn to balance, Father God, our spirit, soul, and body in such a way, Father God, that it will give honor to you. And Father God, as we go our separate ways, we thank you, Lord, that we are the blessed. And Father God, that we can bless others when we come in contact with them. We ask, Lord, as our country celebrates, Father God, and honors those that have passed on in service to this country. We ask, Lord, for their families, their relatives, Father God. Give them strength. Give them, Father God, peace. And Father God, may we always remember them. In Jesus' name, amen.